Welcome to iFocus Podcast, where we connect, inform, and engage business leaders and entrepreneurs on international business opportunities. Let's start the show. Hello, this is Heidi Palpreta coming to you again with another episode of the iFocus podcast here in Houston, Texas. Today, I have the honor and privilege to introduce you to a very good friend of mine and colleague, uh, Ms. Perry McCary, also known as PK. She's a writer, a storyteller, and a peace activist who's working daily to improve the world. How are you doing today? Trying to be better than I was yesterday. <laughs> How <laughs> are you doing? That's what we try to do, right? Every day, just a little bit better. I'm, I'm honored to, um, I mean, uh, the whole thing about focusing on things that matter. Uh, this is a timely podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know that you, I mean, you just recently got back from a trip to Africa. I- so please tell me a little bit about that. And we're going to get a little bit about your background, but I have been dying to find out about your trip and the uh, the summit that you're working on. Well, I tell you that basically this was the most affirming trip that I've ever done. I've been to 20 countries, but I've never been to Africa, um, uh, the continent of Africa. I got a chance to go to Rwanda. And Rwanda is known for the genocide that happened in 1994. And 29 years later, they have a philosophy of Mbutu, meaning I am because you are. And they have done in 29 years what I think America hasn't done in 150 years. I am because you are. That's right. so beautiful. You were telling me a little bit about this. It's so interesting because you would think after such a horrific experience that there would be a lot of darkness, but they found light, didn't they? They did. They did. And, you know, most of the perpetrators of the violence were actually children, but they were spearheaded by adults. And so their reconciliation and their of justice has been um, something that people can emulate now. In fact, they teach how to conquer hate, how to find a way to survive after the worst that has happened to you. And at the memorial, I was able to lay a wreath, but going through the museum was heartbreaking. And then I walked into this room that had hundreds, um, maybe thousands of pictures of loved ones in frames. And it was a circular room. And so you just got a chance to see um, the victims of this massacre and how people were learning to heal. And that's basically the work that I, I, I do and want to do I believe art can change the world. And, you know, uh, we met basically at a place that we called Our House. And we called it Our House because it belonged to everybody from the two-year-old who was who, who would say, welcome to Our House when people <laughs> came. 
to those that were in their 80s and 90s, like Mother Denver. I so. certainly felt welcome there. And, and, I, and I felt honored and blessed to have been led there to meet you. And well, so your, your organization is Think Peace International. Yes, Think Peace International. This year, I'm doing an International Day of Peace event that will span 21 days. So I'm hoping that you and I can be a part of it starting September 1st. What would it be like to have 21 days of solving problems of the world? Like changing somebody's mind about making libraries into detention centers or banning books or um, not being equitable and fair in corporations that are supposed to support and help communities. I mean, there's a lot of work to do um, on September 29th and 30th. We will do a, another climate summit. I don't know if you went to last year's. No, I got to join you, you know, online virtually. Right. But okay. <laughs> well, um, this time you have probably a dozen organizations, including youth organizations, that are talking about climate. And people think climate is like the weather. I mean, it's been hot, right? And we know that it doesn't have to be that hot. And if we stop cutting down trees and not build so much things on cement, which can't absorb the things that you need to keep things cool. But climate is also about um, racial justice, social justice. Um, it is um, health, healthcare. And as we get older, and I turned 70 um, a couple of weeks ago, Yes, just uh, recently. Happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, it, it becomes more urgent for me. I have a sense of urgency. Not that I'm planning on dying anytime soon, but when I turned 60, I did a 50-year plan. And this 50-year plan is how am I going to affect the future? And I call it you know, planting trees that I may never sit under. But my grandson will and his children, if he has children, and my nieces and nephews and, and all of my daughter's friends who have children, I just see that if we're intentional on what we do today, we'll have a better future. And it's not anything that has a formula other than building trust and respect. That goes a long way into solving a lot of problems, even when you don't agree with one another. So the peace camp in September, is that going to be here in Houston? The, you mean the, um, the climate summit? Mm -hmm. It's going to be at the University of Houston, um, September 29th and 30th, uh, the University of Houston downtown. Um, okay. They are um, hashtag Houston Strong 2023. Um, the, we will be putting that up shortly. I'm not doing the, the media other than the graphics for it. But um, the first day is a network event. It does cost money. That one's $50. But the one on Saturday 
is all day and it's free. And both of them serve lunches. So the 29th and um, the 29th from 12 to 5 and the 30th from 9 to 5. At U of H downtown. And we'll right. certainly be sharing that and, and, and putting that in links. I'll, know, send, as, I'll, as I'll send you a link as well. But the um, the the event is this is only the second major. You just heard my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, is only hello. the second major climate summit that we have done with so many people and such a big turnout last time. So we're hoping for the same thing. But remember, climate is everything that affects humanity. Uh, culture has a climate and, and the way we treat one another. Um, children have things that they need, not just about being educated, but about being safe and secure and, and learning as much as they can. I think that they should be critical thinkers because we have a lot of narrow-mindedness that goes on because of a structural system that permeates the world, the globe. In fact, the United Nations is now doing a, um, uh, the theme for the United Nations International Day of Peace is ending racism. And one of the things that I think is hardest about this, this, this word racism or um, identifying somebody as a racist. You may not be a racist, but if you're not anti-racist, if you don't think about this, the structures that collude with that system that chooses people by the color of their skin or where they're from or their religion, all of those things are combated with love and caring and compassion and grace. And if we can tap into the best of ourselves and want for others what we want for ourselves, the golden rule, we, we would be a lot further ahead than we are. Um, when I say I have such hope for the future, but that is because of the relationships like the one I have with you, the one that I have with Jamie, uh, Noah. I mean, I can just, um, um, Ayansa, um, Brandy, you know. So I, many amazing people how that, you many, have, um, that you have in your network and that I've been able to meet through you. And, you know, it, 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 those people give me hope as well. Yeah, I mean, among us at our house, we ended up with 77 artists. That was the final count of people that either took a marketing class from us or that we did a festival and they were able to sell their wares, um, that they had classes that helped them be um, not a better artist. That that's something that's within yourself, but the, to give them the confidence that their work was valuable. I remember Itina made dolls and we were able to have her dolls at the college in Baytown. Yeah, 
And, and she's, still, she's still doing the Donaldson today. I, I've seen her post. And she moved to Phoenix, I believe. And got married and had another <laughs> baby. <laughs> but that's the beauty of these relationships because they weren't fly by the seat of your pants event and then give up. It, yeah. it grew into something so much more. And I'm hoping that before the end of the year, or at least the first of the year, that we have an Our House magazine. Um, maybe I can learn from iFocus a little bit on how to really get that done without me having to do all the writing. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think that if I want to leave people with anything as it relates to me, I'm using this time to write and to gather the stories that I think can be used as solutions to some of the problems in the world, but especially here in this country. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody ought to at least go out of the country um, a half a dozen times. That was going to and be my next question to, to you. Uh, you know, with traveling to Rwanda, would you suggest that trip for a family? Would you suggest someone, you know, people looking to Africa, looking to travel and maybe take their families? Would that be something that you would suggest? I I could suggest that. Um, I I think about my friend Omawali who took children to South Africa, and it was around the time that Mandela was on hospice. But they got a chance to see communities up front um, to grieve about the fact that we were losing, they were losing, South Africa was, but even they were affected by the loss of Vandela and all the work that he does. There's history everywhere, but I think that Rwanda might be a difficult place to go for the first time and only because um, while there are resort areas, and I mean, I was treated like a queen and shopping and things, you have to go to that memorial, that museum. And that, you have to go where? You froze up for a second. Repeat that. You have to go where? The museum, the Rwanda Museum, dedicated to the reconciliation and restorative justice that they've done in their city. So I would take older, you know, like I wouldn't take little kids. Okay. Now, Kenya and Tanzania, they're great places to go. They're probably about 13 countries in Africa that I really do want to go to and spend some time. And I hope, I'm hoping that I get to teach um, at a school at least one semester and what I would teach them is my African-American history while learning their African history in the right. place where they are. So I want to share more, but that's a great idea. Well, I hope to join you on one of these trips. I have, I still haven't gotten to travel um, to Africa. I've, I've gotten close a couple of times, but one of these projects is going to come through. <laughs> Well, I really I mean, appreciate you joining me today. I want to, you know, a lot of people don't know your background. You're a writer. I'm a writer. And, um, and what? It, tell me a little bit about your background before we 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 leave. Well, I mean, I I started out wanting to be a lawyer because I thought I could be an international lawyer and make a lot of money. But I'm 
became a paralegal and start working in corporate. And I decided I wanted to go to heaven rather than to hell because people made choices that weren't always fair. I hated domestic work because the whole idea is if you get a divorce, you fight over the kids rather than do what's best Mm -hmm. and separating. But I've always been a writer. I, I, seventh grade, I created our first middle school newsletter um, and got other kids to write. Um, I'm not as much a poet as I am a prose writer, but I've written nine books. I have probably written for just about every uh, black newspaper in the country. Amsterdam News, the Houston Defender. I mean, I've been writing for a long time. My first job, first byline was the Forward Times, PK's Book Corner. And I interviewed and wrote critiques of books by and about Black people. Okay. I love to write. That's my go-to when I have a problem. That's my go-to when I'm trying to figure out something. But um, I have, um, 30 years ago, I wrote a book called Black Bible Chronicles, From Genesis to the Promised Land. It got me a lot of flack, but I sold more than 100,000 copies, and it's still selling. And so I want to do more writing than speaking, necessarily. Not that I don't like to speak. I like to talk. But that... If I can write it, I can put what I'm saying in your hands. My last book was Hindsight 2020, with a question mark behind it, talking about integration in Texas from 1967 to 1968. It's my story as a 14-year-old. But, you know, I I love blogging and just social media looking at things, answering questions, being intentional and showing people that you don't have to yell and curse people out. Um, my Instagram is EBKPK. Everybody knows PK. <laughs> That's a good handle for you. Yeah, that, I was that about to say, you're always available to talk and I always see you surrounded by young people and, and, and and it and and your your uh, your energy and your ability to give back is is inspiring and has always been inspiring to me. So well, I look forward to the summit. Definitely, we'll be passing the word along about that. And anything else that you think Peace International is doing in the future, please let us know. I will. I will. This was a wonderful um, time together. Uh, thank you for coming to Brennan's. Um, and celebrating my birthday, but uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have missed it. But we need to. I'm leaving for Chicago for the Parliament of World Religion on the 13th. But maybe we can talk Friday or Saturday and set yes. some things in motion. We have to make some plans, and definitely for the publication and for future events as well. So I look forward to talking soon. We'll have you back. Let's reiterate, Miss PK, what is coming up? Um, the climate summit for me is one of the most important aspects that uh, are needed in our city and in the country. And so um, the September 29th through the 30th, there's a network event that's from 
noon to five. And then there is an all day event with more speakers on the 30th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And lunch is served both times. So um, you won't go hungry, but it's (laughs) at the University of Houston downtown. That's September 29th and and 30th. Is this this an event, right? It will be, but right now it's under, um, we are Houston strong or just Houston strong on social media. And so um, I just finished the graphic. uh, (laughs) You're just finishing up earlier today and got it to them. Okay. Well, we'll share that. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for joining us tonight. Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, I, I think our focus is making um, inroads into the stories that need to be told for our community. So thank you very much, Heidi. Thank you, thank really you. Fun. Please keep keep us inspired with the great works that you do. And I'll we'll try. have you back soon. I'll try. Thank you so much for joining us again today at the iFocus podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and you can find us on Instagram at international underscore focus on Facebook, International Focus. And you can find Heidi at, at, at HPP Photo. Thank you. And until next time, have a beautiful night.